Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of business and entrepreneurship. Each episode, we will bring you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs and business owners who are making waves in the marketplace. From sales strategies to marketing innovations, leadership insights, and effective lead generation, this is your go-to source for staying ahead in the business game. Now let's get equipped for success and get to today's episode. Before we get into today's episode of the Equipped Podcast, I want to take this time and give a shout out to our two exclusive sponsors of today's show, Prospects and Mint Leads. Both of these organizations focus on lead generation and getting you qualified leads on your calendar that can convert to new business. And if you are running a business and you are finding yourself constantly in the hunt for growth opportunities... The key often lies in having access to qualified leads, and that's where our sponsors come in. Prospects is a LinkedIn marketing organization that helps you with qualified leads, but then helps you create content that convert. The team at Mint Leads helps you with your emails. They help you get your emails opened and in front of the right people at the right time. If you would like more information about either of these organizations, head over to goprospect.com and schedule a call today. That's G-O-P-R-O-S-P-E-X.com. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another episode of the Equipped Podcast. This is your host Lane Taylor and I hope you guys are doing fantastic. And we have a very special guest with us today. We have a certified exit planner for your business. So if you are someone that is listening um, to this episode and you've always wondered about retirement plans, what to do, how to do it, we have Diane Kelly, uh, the founder of Fresh View Business Solutions. And again, she's a certified exit planner. Diane Kelly is with us on the show today. So Diane, welcome to the Equip Podcast. Thank you, Lane. I appreciate the invitation. I love talking about my topics. <laughs> and I know that's everyone gets to smile, and I love when after I do a little intro, and I never do it justice. Um, you're so much more than that. So give the listeners a little bit about who Diane is and what it is all that you do. Right. For um, many years now, I've been in the life and health insurance industry, working with business owners on helping them with their employee benefits and other things generally pertaining to their businesses. And it became very apparent after working with them. And our target audience is small business, anywhere from one to 10 million of annual revenue. And it became apparent that they weren't really paying attention to some of the other things that they needed to be prepared for, which number one would be their eventual exit. And as we all know, exits aren't always voluntary and things happen. Um, business owners get sick, hurt, die. Um, they get into disagreements with their business partnerships. Uh, a lot of different things can come in there. And if things aren't set up properly, they're really jeopardizing their business asset. And it is an asset. So what got you into doing your own business and starting your own business and that entrepreneurial spirit? Where did that come from? Oh, yeah. So having been in the life and health insurance industry, like I said, for many years, 
Um, I was working for a small agency here in Tucson where I'm located and um, the owner passed away. So there's the story. And uh, the gentleman who came in and bought out the company quickly sold us out to a publicly traded company. So now we're corporate America, right? And with that comes a lot of the handcuffs that corporate America brings in, a lot of the regiment and dictates and stuff. And that really wasn't who I was. So I stick it out for six years. And then I decided to jump ship and leave back a quarter million dollar book of business to go start my own insurance agency. And it's again, out of working with the small business owners that I actually migrated into the exit planning. Um, I followed my own advice and I found my clone. So somebody to take over successfully running the insurance agency, which frees me up to go now help other business owners do the same. So I can speak to that very succinctly having done it. Um, my husband of 20 years was also my business partner and he passed away in 2017. So I can also speak to losing your, not only your life partner, but your business partner and some of the ramifications and things you need to be aware of. How did you find your clone? Let everyone know that. That's a really good question. And you know, you just kind of put it out there. I started speaking it. I need to find my clone. I started talking to certain circles. It really was what I call a God thing. We were just talking at a network meeting and this young lady was marketing for her, of all things, a plumbing company. And we're just chit-chatting. And she's telling me about all this experience she had in insurance. <laughs> and going, wait, what? what? <laughs> so I told her at that time, that was like summer of um, 20, I guess it was 2020. Yeah, it was 2020. And of course, not many people were out in the mouth then. <laughs> right? So we're just having a nice conversation. And I told her, I said, if you ever think of doing something different, come talk to me first. And months passed. And then in December, I get this uh, text message from her saying, are you still interested in talking to me? And I said, yes. <laughs> so we sat down and had the conversation. And I knew from her history and having seen her in action with marketing and everything that she would be a perfect fit. Um, you know, they tell you to marry up. I hired up. I love that. And she's done a fabulous job. She just got, uh, she just won a uh, beautiful award here in Tucson from the Greater Tucson Leadership of Best Leader in Tucson for January of 2024. Uh, she's won awards from some of the vendors that we work with. So she's a great succession plan for me. I didn't have any adult children or anybody else in my family who could or would want to take over. And that's the most common type of succession plan we see where adult children are working in the business, maybe even from the time that they're young and being groomed to take over. Um, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, okay, I, I, I got to talk about this because you brought it up and I, I love talking business. I love talking entrepreneurship, but I also love talking about mindset and I also like talking about just as the entrepreneurial person goes, and you said something about um, speaking it out and, um, you know, wanting to find your clone. And, and I'm a firm believer of speaking it out and also writing it down. Um, I believe that when you write it down and you make it plain and you write it on the tablets, then it's going to yeah. come to fruition. So 
talk about that. Encourage people that are listening to this, business leaders, on why you should do that. Because I say it all the time, but I'm coming from someone else. Let's get a little mindset here. So back in 2016, um, after my insurance agency had gone through a lot of trauma with Obamacare and the health insurance industry on its ear, I joined a very large national mastermind called Pinnacle Global Network for CEOs. And um, it was something new to me. I'd never had a business coach. And part of the training is to do exactly what you're saying. Write down your vision, write down what you need, and keep it in front of you all the time. So this is something I've been trained for and something I've been doing consistently over the years. So I I had to put it into practice. You're good. I promise. So Diane, we can. Don't worry about it. I can edit things out. You're completely fine. It's a live podcast. So yeah. So the pot, So what was that mastermind like? What are some things you guys learned? Oh well, first of all, cast your vision. So you have to have a strategic vision for your company where you want to go, and then start mapping out how you're going to get there. Because if you don't know where you're going to go, you're certainly not going to get there. And for a lot of business owners who, and I hear this all the time, my business is my retirement plan, right? Yep. And you say, what's that look like? And they have no clue because they're just thinking that I'm working so hard. This surely must be worth something down the road. But unless you have a map of where you want to go and how you want to get there, um, you're not going to succeed. Uh, other things that we focus on are cash flow. Obviously, that's really important for a business. Um, different ways to create cash flow, creating multiple uh, streams of revenue so that if one slows down or cuts off, you still got revenue streams coming in. So really important there too. Also, your team. How do you build a successful team, which is what we we're just talking about, finding my clone. Um, we also, two months after I hired my uh, second in command, my admin of five years decided to retire. And she was the one who's technically training the new gal on the processes. And so we both kind of flipped out and went, oh, no, now what? So again, to your point, you put it out there, right? And as it turns out, uh, the daughter of a friend of mine had mentioned that she was looking for a new position. And um, she came to mind. Okay, there is mindset. And so I messaged her and said, would you be interested? And lo and behold, she said yes. So there's a third person in the team. And uh, it's interesting. I couldn't have done a better job. And I really say this is outside of me um, because the two of them just bonded. Uh, to the point where they're even doing things outside of the work environment together. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So building your team is critical. And I talk to business owners all the time and it, it's tough, you know, and when we had the crunch and people are exiting their businesses or their work and looking for something else or not looking for something else, uh, it made it really hard on the business owner to find quality people. So there are ways to also um, structure exactly what you're looking for. I'm working with a client on that right now. They're looking for somebody in the construction trade. But when I looked at the job description, it was not putting out what they really need yeah. and what they really want. So you, know, you have to have a, your right team in place. Um, after that, you have to be a good leader. And who's training the business owner on how to be a good leader? Right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I would love, I always love to know the definition of leadership or being a leader. So what's your, what is your take and thought on that? 
Well, I think in order to be a good leader, number one, you have to exemplify and stress your values. You have to have a mission statement. You have to have your values and you have to make those values clear to the people that you're hiring. So if they don't fit your culture, if they don't fit your values, um, you shouldn't be hiring them. You know, they say you're hire slow and fire fast. Yeah. So you want to make sure that you, you get the right people in place. So leadership is really exemplifying, setting by example, how you want the company run, being clear in your communication. And sometimes business owners get so busy, they know what they want or they think they know what they want in their head, but they're not communicating well to their people. And they get upset when the people don't do things the way that they want it done or don't have the desired results. And then my question to them is, did you sit down and explain to them what you wanted and in some way, how you expected that to come out? Because if you don't set the expectations, again, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, it's, I was having a conversation and I think that's very, it's an interesting, that's an interesting thought line because in the world of business and entrepreneurship, most everyone are self-starters and we don't need anyone to tell us, in my opinion, anyone to tell us what to do. We just do it and we just figure it out. And so then once the entrepreneur that has been in their business goes to hire someone, I, I'm at fault at this. I just assume that they will figure it out. And I have failed many times being like, well, I need to go back and explain exactly how it should be done, how it's done, and just stop assuming that they have that personality of, well, I'm just going to figure it out because as an entrepreneur, that's kind of what happens anyways. Yeah. So you're hiring mind readers. Is that what you're telling? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) No. And even if they read your mind, they probably wouldn't come out the way you wanted anyway. (laughs) That's so right. So you know, really important to document your processes. And I know business owners tend to not do that, but standard operating processes, how do you do something and how you want it done? If it's documented, then if somebody is not showing up for work or something else happens, you have it set up so that you know who does what, clear clarity again. And making sure everybody's on board of what exactly needs to be done. And and very honestly, I can't say that we had that set up when I hired my second command and, and the new admin. Basically, they sat down and did it themselves. That's they. So I have to give them credit. I know. I need to start speaking that out with some stuff, some clones I need to find. So that makes it, that reminds me I need to do that. So. Yeah, yeah. Speak to me about certified exit planning, uh, the industry, the yeah. business, and where that falls in, in business. Sure. So um, I started working with clients, basically clients I already had who are getting to the point where they wanted to get out of their business, either sell it or had a succession plan. Um, and I kind of developed my own processes And then some people who are in the Pinnacle Global Network with me who are certified exit planners, and I didn't know it even existed, told me about the um, Exit Planning Institute, or EPI, and that they had a certification program and that they recommended that I look into that, which I did. So I took that course last February and uh, passed it, thankfully. It was a tough course. But basically what that did is it confirmed the processes I'd already set up, 
It gave me some additional tools and resources to use for my clients and a huge community of other exit planners who are in different lanes. Like you might have an external CFO, you might have a financial advisor, maybe you have a business law attorney, and they're all trained in the same methodology. So when I have a client who needs an attorney or, or something and I send them to one who's SEPA certified, we're talking the same language and we're moving in the right direction. That's that's phenomenal. I love that. And that's a very clear and concise explanation of what it is. I can tell you've done that for some time. What What is the need for it in the market right now? Um, and then what, what is that? What's the landscape? Yeah. Well, first of all, 70% of businesses that list for sale never sell. 70%. Why? Well, because they aren't prepared. They don't have a saleable business. There are certain things you need to be doing all along, not just when you get to the end of your career to decide, I want to sell my business today. There are things you need to build into it to make it saleable. Any potential buyer coming in to buy your business is going to want to see a turnkey operation. If you as the owner are still the technician or you're the only sales and marketing person, and they're going to come in buy your business. What do they? What do they have? They have a job. They don't have a business. So these are some of the things we work with the business owner. First of all, is to decentralize the business owner. If they're still working actively in the day to day operations, again, they have to find a clone, <laughs> train them, and get out of their own way. So that would be the first step. Um, so we have thirteen million baby boomer business owners who are looking to get out in the next five to 10 years. If 70% of the business is listed for sale, don't sell. Which of those businesses do you think are going to sell, right? Only the ones who are ready, the ones who have prepared, the ones who have a saleable business. And we have surveys that we can give to the business owner to find out where they are. It's on a scale of one to six. Most of the people will fill it out and they'll either have ones I never thought about that or twos I thought about it, but I haven't done anything. Wow. And, so yeah. what, when you say make it sellable, talk, talk to listeners and talk me through how to make it sellable. I mean, I know you alluded to it just a little bit, but what is that something and how do you have, what's that talk track? Yeah. So again, first of all, is to make sure that whatever the business owner is doing, it's strictly related to their ownership, not being the technician out in the field, not being the sales and marketing department. Okay, so having key people in all those departments so they're actually only running the business, not doing the business as much as possible, number one. Number two, there are certain things that they can do along the way. I call it the three Ps, processes, people, and profits. If they get their processes in order, we talked about the standard operating processes, SOPs, document everything, okay? The more that's documented, the more that is automated, the higher the value of the business, okay? Because again, somebody can come in, it's pretty turnkey. Everybody knows what they're doing and they know what the process is. The third thing would be basically looking for the revenue streams. Is it a seasonal business? Are there highs and lows? Are there slumps and, and, you know, roller coaster, which a lot of businesses are. If there is a way, and this should be built into it early on, not at the end game, 
if there are ways to create recurring revenue, like if you have contracts with your clients, your customers, and they're on a, a one or even a three-year contract that's binding, that's going to tell the new potential buyer that they have a designated amount of revenue coming in that's pretty certain to continue coming in, okay? And you need to build these things so they're transferable. So if you have things that aren't transferable, you can't transfer it over to a new owner. Um, you're going to start all over with creating the wheel. So uh, leases are really important. Is your lease assumable? Okay, if you have to pick up and move the business somewhere else. That could affect the value. Um, to point, working with client right now, where um, it's a mom and pop that has grown. Okay, but they're still running it as a mom and pop. I told them, you have to stop looking at your business as a mom and pop organization and get mom and pop out of the business, okay? So those things will all accelerate the value of the business. Do you find that a lot of baby boomers are still working in the day-to-day of their business? Unfortunately, yes. Why do you think that? Well, because their business is their baby, and I tell them, I said, you have to cut the umbilical cord. <laughs> your, your business is an asset. And just like any other asset, you have to culture it and you have to grow it and you have to protect it. And you have to look at it as an asset. Okay. And your business may be your retirement plan, but you sure as heck better have it in order because otherwise it's not going to provide the worth that you're hoping for or need to effectively exit. Wow. Well, let's let's transition a little bit to your business and the 2024 and because we love to talk about growth strategies and why we like to talk about growth strategies is because we host and have people on the show of every different niche, every different more. I mean, we're having a certified exit planner on the, on the podcast today. So everyone's trying to get yeah. an edge when it comes to sales and marketing and lead generation. What's that look like for Fresh View? How do you guys do that? What's the process? Yeah, good point. Um, Since I started Fresh View Business Solutions in 2016, but I wasn't out of the insurance company yet, okay? So I was kind of double dipping and trying to keep one going and get the other one moving. Um, So it's only been in the last two years with my second command. And of course, the first year was largely training her and getting that process going. So really, this is my first full year where I could focus solely on building Freshview and the exit planning. So what I've done is I I work very diligently to get um, videos out there on YouTube, other social media, because I feel the most important thing for me is to start educating my target audience, the business owner. And largely, they're not out at networking events because they're too busy running the business, right? But they might be doing a search on Google of how do I retire, how do I sell my company, things like that. And by being on YouTube, Google will hook into YouTube because it's actually a search engine. So I've worked largely to get a lot of videos out there. Of course, they tell you now video is the way to go. And of course, it's posted on other social media. Things like this, doing podcasts, doing workshops, doing webinars, speaking to live groups. Any organization that they may be members of out there, trade associations, et cetera. 
I did a um, talk to the pest control industry, the association. And these are all largely business owners, right? And you can address their situation. And as soon as I start talking, the light starts going on. They're like, "Uh uh-oh, I better start having a conversation about this, you know. Or the other side of that is that they've seen what's happened to somebody else, another business. So I have an attorney who's um, in the East Coast. She is a real estate attorney. So she works with a lot of mortgage companies. And um, I guess one of the owners died. And even though she's been in my circle, in in that uh, mastermind with me for a couple of years and heard me talk, it didn't click until she saw the, as she put it, chaos it created when the business owner died. So sometimes this is the trigger. This is the thing that's going to open their eyes and you go, oh, oh my gosh, did you hear so-and-so died and now their company's up for sale or, you know, it shut down or whatever. So those are the types of things that could also be a trigger. Yeah. Uh, those are the best ones. Yeah, no. Well, you, you you are in the industry, and I always like to say is you give away the information for free, and then you sell the implementation. And that's, Absolutely. And I think that's what's happening in the market. That's what we see with our organizations um, is that, you know, there's a lot of people that are fighting for a lot of business. And like you said, videos are very powerful, having that personal, authentic um, connection is, uh, is is powerful because I've always said, and you probably would agree with this too, especially in the industry that you are in, whatever you, you do, whatever service you provide to this world, if it's not the right timing for that specific prospect, when it is timing, you want to be the first person that comes to their mind when it comes up. And it, it has to do with the work that you've done beforehand. And I think that that's just a, ex, a extremely well example for what it is that you do. Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Maybe it's not time. When you start talking to a business owner about exit planning, if they're, you know, 10 to 20 years away from me thinking about that, they kind of shut you out. But if you talk to them about stories, you know, and I've got plenty of stories to tell, and start talking about a business owner who got sick or hurt and they had to shut down their business or somebody else who passed away and or they were in a partnership and their partner died and their bank called their credit line due and they didn't have the money to pay it. Those types of things are things they need to be doing along the way before they think about exiting. Yeah. Well, what does it look like for you to work with an organization on exit planning. If someone's listening to this right now and they listening to it in 2024, they find it in 2025, what's the process if someone's like, I wonder what that would look like? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm always happy to be a resource for them. So if they have specific questions or just general information, I'm happy to jump on a call with them and just ask them some questions, some leading questions, because sometimes they don't even know what to ask. You know, but if I start talking to them, they start going, oh, now I get it. Just like that attorney I just alluded to. So, you know, it, it's basically just having a conversation and kind of uncovering, the, as I put it, the gaps. Okay. And in the exit planning, we're trained to find the gaps. What are the wealth gaps? Their personal wealth. What are the business gaps? Is the business attractive to a, a potential buyer if that were to happen? 
you know, so just by asking the questions, they start coming up with the answers and, and it's their program. It's not mine. So then we develop a plan with um, priorities. You know, some of them are really glaring, like they don't have a will. <laughs> they don't have a trust. Uh, you know, maybe this, that, or another thing. So we can immediately identify the what I call the low-hanging fruit and knock those things off the list right away. And then we start delving into some of the deeper matters that may take a little bit more time. So it, it is a process. And um, it doesn't happen overnight. They have to be willing to invest the time and the resources to be serious about it. So if they're not serious about doing the planning and they just want some basic information, I'm happy to do that or they can go watch a video, right? But if they're serious about getting a plan set up that's unique to their company, that works for them, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I hope that someone is listening to this or someone will see this and they'll either follow you, they'll go watch your YouTube or they'll have a resource now. Where is the best place? I know you said YouTube that they can find you. What about um, any other of the interwebs? Where can they find you? Sure. I'm on LinkedIn, Diane Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. Um, you can look up Fresh Views, F-R-E-S-H-V-U-E. So a little play on that um, because we're taking a fresh view of their business. Uh, YouTube is actually YouTube at Fresh View. Okay, roll easy. And of course, I've, I'm on Facebook and um, Instagram. All the just start playing around with that one. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I this has been a, a phenomenal. Again, I selfishly get to talk to so many different people in different niches and entrepreneurs, and this has been something I actually have a one of my best friends, and they're his, so he is transitioning his dad's business, and they are in that process. It takes I think they're doing it over five years. And so they're doing mm -hmm. his exit strategy right now. And I'm sure that um, if I'd have known you before, I would have recommended you there. But uh, I think I'm familiar with maybe what. Have any hitches or just need some guidance, I'm happy to talk to them. Amazing. Well, you're a giving person, a good leader, and I appreciate you. And I thank you for being on the Equipped Podcast. Thank you so much, Layman. Thanks again for the invitation. I love doing these things. And as one of my colleagues said the other day, she says, I could talk about this all day because we're both passionate about getting it done. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, if you have any questions, if this podcast is specific to you, make sure you go and reach out to Diane. Or if you're listening to this right now and you can think of someone that this episode would be beneficial, all you got to do is hit share and just say, hey, listen to this episode. And I'm sure that it would add value to their life. And before you head out of here, like I always say, go to Apple, scroll all the way to the bottom, give us a five-star rating and a five-star review because, well, we want a five-star rating and a five-star review. So thanks again, Diane, for coming on to the show, and we'll see you guys next time on the Equipped Podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Equipped Podcast. Do me a favor. Go to Apple, scroll all the way to the bottom, give us a five-star rating and a five-star review. Better yet, share this with someone that you think it would add value to. And if you think you would be a good guest on the Equipped Podcast, shoot me an email at lane at goprospect.com. That's L-A-N-E at G-O-P-R-O-S-P-E-X dot com. Until next time, see you guys.